This is the Steve Zabin Show. You don't know what the hell you're doing! On the Team 980 and the Team980.com. What the hell is he doing? Here he is, the Zabe. There it is, one last time for you, Scott. I congratulate you. You had the reserve to not go full Snoopy dance when the word came out this weekend that your least favorite game show host play-by-play man, the guy you have derisively called Guy Smiley with a headset, was told and it was reported that he will no longer be on Monday Night Football as well as Booger McFarland. They've cashed out the whole team and they're moving in a new direction. Before we get to our guest this hour, was it hard for you to not do the Snoopy dance? Because you've we never been taking, a test fan. We were taking part on Saturday night, <clears throat> pardon me, in a friend's online Zoom murder mystery party. And I saw tweet, 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 <laughs> tweet, noti- notification, notification. And then I flipped over. There were 20-some-odd, and I'm gone. oh, he's gone. Oh, boy. What? Uh, and I'm thinking, do he's I going back to college. Yeah, he's going to do college, and Booger's going to go back to the studio. So good for them. Good I for was them. the one guy who was at least test neutral, and uh, now a new era begins. Andrew Marshawn joins us now on the hotline. New York Post media writer Andrew, thank you so much for your time today. So, on a scale of one to ten, ten being completely shocked, how would you rate this news that ESPN is flipping the whole thing over? Is there a negative 10? I mean, I think <laughs> water negative is, 10. Yeah. Yeah, water is wet kind of story uh, on Saturday. You know, this is not a surprise. They've been writing about for months. They've been searching for uh, Joe Tessitore and Booger McFarland's replacements. They had some um, very high hopes with, uh, you know, combinations like Al Michaels and Tony Romo or Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. Uh, and so... Uh, they still haven't settled on who it's going to be, but the fact that after two years, uh, Joe Tessitore and Boone McFarland aren't back is hardly surprising at this point. It sounds like, and I'm almost reading back your own reporting on this, uh, Andrew, but it sounds like it's going to be on-staff souffle, some combination of Lewis Riddick, Dan Orlovsky, and maybe one of the play-by-play men in-house. Uh, did I hear that uh, Levy could be the guy there? Is there any idea that they're going outside of the ESPN walls to get a crew? No, they're going to go inside. So uh, for a few reasons, um, number one, uh, the state of the world. Um, I don't you know, there's they're not going to make a big signing right now. Um, but probably more importantly than that is that there's nobody really available. Um, you know, the only one who... Perhaps they could get who's a big name Hall of Fame quarterback is Kurt Warner, who might be a possibility, who might have been a possibility. Um, and then, uh, in terms of play-by-play guys, they're all locked up. Um, so I think Levy has a very, very good chance of being the man. Talking to Andrew Marchand joins us here on the Zabe Show. He of the New York Post, sports media columnist at Andrew Marchand on Twitter. Same show, 95.9 FM, Team 980, Team 980 app. Andrew, whose call is this? And and I know it's, you know, negative 10 on the shock scale, but from them to go 
test fan to, yeah, we absolutely have to do something. Is it Phil Dean, the new guy that they brought in to run the broadcast, or is it much higher than that? It's much higher than that. I mean, this, this goes, you know, ultimately to the desk of uh, Jimmy Pitaro, the president of ESPN. And, you know, maybe not right now because of everything that's going on with Disney and, you know, with the pandemic and the parks and the, um, and the cruise ships and just what we're all dealing with. Uh, but it can go all the way up to Bob Iger and Bob Chapek, the uh, new head of Disney, um, along with Iger. Uh, so, um, yeah, this, this decision is a big one because, I mean, the l- larger um, item here and why you look at Tony Romo, and I'm sure people don't follow as closely, is that Tony Romo is getting $17.5 million in salary and $18 million total uh, per year. And they said, that's crazy. And it is crazy. Don't get me wrong. It is totally nuts. Um, But the bottom line is um, the reason he got all that money is because the uh, TV negotiations for the next contract with the NFL are expected to still happen soon. And each of these networks want to go in with their best foot forward. And uh, having Romo in their eyes uh, would be uh, an aid to them. Um, going to those negotiations. When the Al Michaels trade was bandied about and, and through your reporting and whatnot, was there ever any sense or ever any hint of exactly what was going to be given up? Yeah, I mean, that didn't, it didn't get that far. Um, but there is precedent. I mean, Al was traded the first time, you'll remember, for Oswald the Rabbit and a couple of rounds of yeah. golf. I think the PGA maybe it was. Um, and... So when you um, when you look at it, it's so it didn't get that far, but and, and there was kind of a path. I mean, I won't bore everyone with all the details, but but there is a reason to believe that you know it, it could have possibly been done because of um, you know Al is uh, under contract for two years, but Mike Tirico is set to replace him. Uh, Al Michaels right now is seventy five years old, so he'll be seventy seven at the end of that deal. The, you know, after next year, they're scheduled to have the Super Bowl on NBC. That will likely be Al Michaels' last play-by-play call um, for NBC unless they get a second package, which is possible. But but if they don't, it'll be his last one. Uh, but I don't know if he wants to retire. And so uh, the idea that he could go back home to Disney, ESPN, maybe Monday Night Football moves to ABC the next year or two. I don't think if they got in Tony Romo, it's a big-time booth, uh, which probably Al would like. More money um, at that point, again, pre-pandemic when this was going on. So uh, there was a path. It just, um, yeah. I said I wouldn't bore you with them. I, gave, I did bore you a little bit. Um, no, but, we're not uh, bored. It's... <laughs> but, okay, but, uh, but in terms of what they would have dealt, it, it didn't get that far. NBC just said no. Why did the original idea fail? Like, if you're going to do a NTSB post-crash analysis of the entire Tess, Boog, and Witten triumvirate, it was a big swing and a big miss. It's fallen apart in two years what would the post-crash report be? How did it go wrong? Why? Number one is you have three guys there who had never done an NFL game, and you're putting them on the most scrutinized, probably, sports TV event uh, there is in terms of weekly. Uh, that's number one. Uh, number two is you know, after Tony Romo, Jason Witten went into that booth, and people, even if ESPN kept saying we don't want it, you know, it's a five-year point, whatever. They, they they had like this, you know, it's not about today. He was going to be compared to Tony Romo. 
Romo had hit it out of the park. Uh, that's number two. Number three, the Boogermobile is one of the worst ideas in the history of sports television. Uh, it just didn't make <laughs> sense on many levels. Right. Uh, and so, and that was a distraction. It also made the broadcast um, more scrutinized because people are like, Wait, "What? Why do they have this guy on a card on the side of the field?" Um, and then, uh, you know, the, the styles. You know, Joe Test. I don't think his style works in the NFL. The NFL isn't like you don't need to hype up the NFL. It's always when you know you might not have a great matchup, but it's still two of thirty teams. Um, when you sure. do college and you're a hype guy like like Tessator is. Um, you sometimes get an upset, and that's when, like, you, and you want to introduce the players. You know, uh, test. You can't introduce Drew Brees. Like, we know who Drew Brees is. It doesn't have to be Drew Brees from Purdue. <laughs> you know, it's like it's. You know, it's not. It doesn't fit, and that's just how he right. is. And and like that's not really Tessator's fault, in my opinion. In a lot of respects, it's the people who put him in that position because that wasn't the right fit for his style. Um, so I think if you put it, put all those things together. It's why it was um, pretty much, um, yeah. you know, terrible. Does it matter if there's a big-name crew calling these Monday games? I mean, I looked at the slate this year, Andrew, and I said, that's a good slate of games. Who cares who it is? Just play them. I think good is number one. You know, that's, that's my opinion, and I think over the long haul that's borne out. The problem is when you don't pick a big name and it's not good, it's worse. So if you have Peyton Manning in there and they were able to get him, then, well, you have Peyton Manning. I mean, that's a marquee name. There's some prestige there. And even if he's not good, like, you know, I think Troikman's good. Like, I think Troikman's, like, a good listen in that, to me, he doesn't really annoy you. I'm sure there's somebody out there, I hate Troikman. But, like, in large, he he gives you something, doesn't give you everything, but he gives you enough where he doesn't get in the way of the game. Um, And I think – when you pick someone who's not as known and then the broadcast gets in the way of the game, it's like, wait, wait, this guy's getting in the way. Who the heck is this guy? So I think for the decision makers, they got to really know what they're looking at. So if you go with a group that's not as well known and it doesn't work out, I think the criticism is like, well, who the heck are these guys and why are they no good? Now, that said, if you do go with Orlovsky and Riddick and, uh, and Levy and you believe in that team and you really think they're up to that level, then – um, you have to have the confidence because you're right. At the end of the day, it's the game that's going to win the day. But NFL Monday night, last game of the, the weekend, um, no other games that flip the channel to. to uh, most people watching aren't fans of either team. They might have a bet on the game. The announcers are going to be more of a focus. So they're, they're, it doesn't affect the ratings, but there is a feel for the game. And the broadcast is just it's a little bit larger in terms of the attention to what they're saying than I think other weekends, even like a Nance, Romo, or Buck Aikman on a Sunday. There's a lot of other things going on in games. Monday's the only game in town. All right, exit question, Andrew, and you tell me if this is an unfair criticism or not. Let's say you go with Riddick, and let's say you go with Orlovsky. ESPN would have gone after the best analyst talent in the game right now in Romo, and missed. They would have thrown a ton of money at Peyton Manning, Hall of Famer, and missed. They would have made a big play for Drew Brees and missed. And now they're settling for the guy that ran seven steps out of bounds in his own end zone. Is that a cheap shot by me? I'll hang up and listen to your answer off the air. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's not a cheap shot. It's a legitimate 
it's a legitimate way to look at it. But when you're doing business, I think if you understand each negotiation, what ESPN did and what they tried to do, I don't think you can really crush them. So Tony Romo, you know, in theory, they never got a shot at, you know, to get Tony Romo. But at the end of the day, they were going to pay him all from $140 million for 10 years. CBS went to 180 for 10. So that's a $40 million difference. And I don't think, you know, that's a, that contract is going to be looked at, scrutinized a lot, especially where we're going post-pandemic. Uh, so that's number one. Number So you do have to be disciplined, in my opinion. Number two is Peyton Manning has never shown that he wants to do it. They've danced with him a, a number of times. It hurts them. They don't have a play-by-play guy that would make Manning comfortable. I don't think they went to the crazy numbers. I think they went about 10, 12. Uh, million. I don't think they went to nearly the Romo numbers um, for Manning, and so I uh, which I think is the right move because you you don't know if he's going to be good, even though he's the big name. Um, then when you look at uh, um, when you look at Drew Brees, um, you know he has never done it either. Again, remember Tony Romo came in on a contract that paid him uh, three million dollars a year. So you add all those things up, and I can see why they wouldn't get those guys now. Yes, you're right. Now you go to Dan Orlovsky, um, who was a 12-year backup and did run out of the end zone. But I would say, and I wrote this last week, if you were to compare Drew Brees' ability to do a broadcast right now compared to um, compared to uh, uh, Dan Orlovsky's, the things you know, you know that Drew Brees is a better football player. But who do you know speaks better on TV and is more entertaining on TV? I think you'd have to go with Dan Orlovsky, um, where, where you check the boxes on that. So I, I think you're right when you talk about winning the press conference and and the name coming out and you know when it goes viral when the uh, when the story is broken or you know or they announce it, whichever comes first, I'll go with broken. Um, the yeah. uh, but the uh, you know but, the, but at the end of the day, is it can they do the broadcast? And that's where. Uh, I think it doesn't matter. But, but you just have to know what you're yeah. looking at, though. And, and last time, they didn't do a good job of that. Yeah. I'm, I'm a Orlovsky fan. He does a nice job. I think he'll be just fine. I am declaring my own shot a cheap shot because what he did while playing doesn't matter. If he can analyze the game, he can analyze the game. I think he'll do a good job. All I want, Andrew, is if a player plays badly or there's something that was a mistake, call it as such. Don't cover for the players. You have to break a few eggs. You have to make a few enemies. That's all I want out of any analyst. Call it like you see it. I agree. I agree. And, I mean, like he, Collinsworth, for example, kind of become more of a lead guy over the years, but that's how he came to um, prominence mm-hmm. because he really ruffled feathers when he first started doing it. Uh, and he did that for a while. Now he's a little bit more, I feel like, with the league and kind of uh, part of the machine. But, um, but yes, you just want an honest broadcast, and that doesn't even mean you don't have to crush everybody. It's just being give no. give, give right. someone more. Just let us understand more, and that doesn't mean you have to like just like this guy because most of these people are that they're, they're bet, most of the football most people playing professional football are better at what they do than you or I are at what we do. <laughs> you know, and then, and so that respect should be given when you're doing your analysis, but it doesn't mean you can't tell us what they did wrong and why they made a mistake. Very good. Andrew, thank you for your time. As always, continued excellent reporting on this and other stories in the New York Post. Follow him as well on Twitter. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, guys. Andrew Marchand of the New York Post covers media very, very well. Do you care if it was a Levy 
Orlovsky-Riddick trio, good to go. Sign it up. Go do the photo shoot. Send out the press kits and away we go. Or do you want to try to, I don't know, improve that hand to blackjack just a bit? Swing for the fences? Uh, no, I actually, I, I too am Orlovsky positive. I like the fact that he's simple, regular guy. There's, there doesn't have to be fawning over everybody. There just doesn't. Yeah. And I'm a huge Lewis Riddick guy. Love the way that he comes across all the time. Levy's, Levy's fine, but the other two guys I like. Don't forget, you can listen to this show a variety of ways, not just on Team980.com, also via the app, also on 95.9 FM. And we're on in Richmond now on ESPN Richmond. The DNV Sports Desk on the Team 980 and 95.9 FM. With the latest brought to you by Discover, I'm Scott Lynn. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score. Checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations do apply. Baseball owners did approve a proposal to send to the players regarding how to start this season. They'll get together as soon as tomorrow. 82 games, says USA Today. Revenue sharing could be 50-50. USA Today also says the owners kicked around a universal DH. Proved one. Players would have to say that works for us. Extra round of playoffs. Regular divisions, but you only play in your own division and teams from your division in the other league. No World Baseball Classic for 2021, says ESPN Deportes. Dr. Anthony Fauci of the upcoming NFL season tells NBCSports.com it's going to depend on testing, and right now there's too much infection. Hopefully by September it's not going to be the way it is right now. To his deal with the Dolphins per the NFL Network, four 30-plus mil, almost 20 mil guaranteed. NBA and the Players Association, per Woj, did reach an agreement to extend the 60-day window through September that preserves the league's right to cancel the current CBA in the wake of the pandemic. Commissioner Adam Silver says that current collective bargaining agreement wasn't built for a pandemic. AHL Board of Governors canceled the rest of their regular season as well as the Calder Cup playoffs due to the COVID crisis. AHL, of course, the top minor league of the National Hockey League. Premier League has the go-ahead from the United Kingdom government to restart their season June 1st behind closed doors. Teams are training with social distancing in effect. Also, of the 20 teams, they need 14 votes, but not every club is into the possible return of the league. Majority of the teams also not a big fan of the playing on neutral site deal. DMV weather. 55, breezy, cloudy, and silver spring. Clearing later, mid-40s. Partly sunny Tuesday. High of around 60. Nobody's really sure what time it is these days, but do make sure you're waking up with Kevin Sheehan. His show 6 to 9, Doc and Galdi 9 to noon. Be Mitch at noon. Zabe takes you home 3 to 7, Monday through Friday on the Team 980, 95.9 FM. More of the Zabe Show on this Monday as we continue from the 95.9 FM Team 980 studios. Steve, back to you. All right, thank you, Scott. Let me tell you about Loan Pronto. Loan Pronto can get you a new mortgage that is in the crazy low range of the mid-twos for an APR. APR in the mid-twos for a fixed-rate loan. That's right. It's uh, almost unheard of. In fact, it is. It's one of the few silver linings in all of this mess is that you can reduce your home loan to a number that is truly incredible. So start the process at LoanPronto.com or call them at 571-775-1810. It's all digital. You don't ever, ever have to leave your home. 
and they could even cover some or all of your closing costs if you want to do it that way as well. You can flip from a 30-year loan to a 15 with little or no change in your payment. It really is the time to lock in at a rate that has almost never been seen before in our lifetime. Equal housing lender, NMLS 1661781, subject to lender approval. Not all loans apply. MLConsumerAccess.org. Before we get to Jerry Stiller, Ken Rosenthal tweeting in the last 10 minutes, writing for The Athletic, the Major League Baseball revenue sharing plan is a non-starter for the Players Association. Union head Tony Clark said, quote, a system that restricts player pay based on revenues is a salary cap, period. Did you have that in your update, Scott? Yeah, I've been mentioning that there have been it was, uh, Joel Sherman of the New York Post as well who said that rev share thing, even if it's as high as 50%, 50-50, it's a non-starter. The players don't want that at all. Wouldn't that be a temporary one-year coronavirus share? Or is this part of ongoing CBA talks that will endure past this season? I would assume that it is for right now, for the the 82 game to, you know, how how you guys want to get paid. Well, we want our full salary. No, no, no. What we can do for you is a revenue share because revenues are going to be down. And the players are like, "Um, we're risking our lives. So, no. Not doing this. Okay. Fun times. Fun talks. Fun, Fun times. times in Cleveland today. Fun times in Cleveland today. Uh, Jerry Stiller died of natural causes at the age of 92 early Monday morning. He had a long generations spanning career, starting in variety shows with his wife, Ann Mira. That's her. To Hollywood, and then, of course, to the small screen and most famously known as Frank Costanza, the loud, hilariously embittered father of George Costanza on Seinfeld. The Ringer has the best of Jerry Stiller's rants from Seinfeld, and I'll play you a smattering of them, starting with the This is Frank Costanza call to Jerry Seinfeld's father down in Boca del Vista. Hello? This is Frank Costanza. (laughs) What do you want? You think you can keep us out of Florida? We're moving in lock, stock, and barrel. We're going to be in the pool. We're going to be in a clubhouse. We're going to be all over that shuffleboard court. And I dare you to keep me out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Then there's the Serenity Now montage as well. Serenity now! 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 Mama! Serenity now! Insanity later. Here's I'm back, baby. It's dry. That's the way I always make it. Well, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, who was the actress who played Costanza's mother? Bless her heart. Look uh, her up real quick. <laughs> what did you say? Your meatloaf is mushy, your salmon croquettes are oily, and your eggplant parmesan is a disgrace to this house. Well, that's too bad, <laughs> because I'm the only one who cooks around here. Not anymore! Give me that spatula! 
<laughs> still Harris is her name, Zabe. Still around at 92. God bless her. And then the story of Festivus. Nothing. It's a card from my dad. What is it? <laughs> Dear son, happy Festivus. What is Festivus? It's nothing. It's nothing. When George was growing Jerry, up, no. his father no. hated all the commercial and religious aspects of Christmas, yeah. so he made up his own holiday. Oh, and another piece of the puzzle falls into place. <laughs> all right. And instead of a tree, didn't your father put up an aluminum pole? Oh, Jerry, yeah. stop it. Weren't there feats of strength that always ended up with you crying? I can't take it anymore. I'm going to work. You have me now. I got your message. I haven't celebrated Festivus in years. What is your interest? Well, just tell me everything, huh? Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A Festivus for the, for the rest of us. Well, that must have been some kind of doll. She was. <laughs> and at the Festivus dinner, you gather your family around and tell them all the ways they have disappointed you over the past year. And is there a tree? No, instead there's a pole. Requires no decoration. I find tinsel distracting. <laughs> Frank, this new holiday of yours is scratching me right where I itch. Let's do it then. All right. Festivus is back. I'll get the pole out of the crawl space. Frank. Oh, woman. Well, happy Festivus. What is that? Is that the pole? George, Festivus is your heritage. It's part of who you are. That's why I hate it. It's a big dinner Tuesday night at Frank's house. Everyone's invited. He brings the pole, by the way, to the uh, the, the cafe, the monk's cafe. This is meant to us all. I brought one of the cassette tapes. Read that pole. I can't read it. I need my glasses. You don't need glasses. You're just weak. You're weak. Leave him alone. <laughs> all right, George. It's time for the Festivus Feats of Strength. By the way, let me pause here for a second. How could something so ridiculous be so funny? How could something so absurd allow us, the fans of the show, to buy in on it? Like, yeah, I could see him being so weird. Well, what is it about that? I, I need some help all, on that from textures. Yeah. Is it because it so many great, things at the holidays are stressful and stupid and weird and arbitrary? So why not someone who decides to go against the grain in every way, shape, or form? What did he say? Stop crying and fight your father? I mean, who hasn't been in a seltzer fight at a Thanksgiving? You know, knives come out, somebody doesn't like somebody's girlfriend, somebody's underachieving in school, and there it is. Of course, it's, it, it flirts with so much normalcy, right. as crazy as it is. You know, a tree is somewhat expensive if you get a live one, 80, 90 bucks these days, plus all the trimmings and decorations, and you got to get a stand for it, and you got to water it. It's quite a big hassle. What's a pole? The exact opposite. As cheap as can be, it's not pretty, it's not decorative, it doesn't warm your heart as you look at it in your home. No, no, it's the opposite. Just like the holidays are about appreciating those around you. This is, no, here's how you've disappointed me. 
I'm going to air my grievances and really make things awkward and terrible. We had some good times. They nailed you on the 20 G's? Busted cold. It's made from aluminum. Very high strength to weight ratio. Kruger smoothing. I find your belief system fascinating. <laughs> hey! Happy Festivus, everyone! <laughs> Welcome, newcomers. Jack Black, by the, the way. The tradition of Festivus in this begins episode. with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. There it is. Now, you're going to hear about it. You, Kruger. My son tells me your company stinks. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Boy, we'll get yours in a minute. Kruger, you couldn't smooth a silk sheet if you had a hot date with a babe. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> I think Scott James Woods is one of the extras in this scene. I may be wrong. I know Jack Black is one of the extras in this scene. I could swear that was James Woods. Jerry. Gwen, how did you know I was here? Kramer told me. Another Festivus miracle. <laughs> I guess this is the ugly girl I've been hearing about. <laughs> Elaine. I was in a schwitz for six hours. Give me a break. Gwen. Gwen, wait. Ah! Bad lighting on the porch. Hey, how did my horse do? He had to be shot. No, it's not James Woods. No, no. And now, as Festivus rolls on, we come to the feats of strength. Not the feats of strength. This year, the honor goes to Mr. Kramer. Uh oh. Oh, gee, Frank, I'm sorry. I gotta go. I have to work a double shift at H and H. I thought you were on strike. Yeah. Well, I caved. I mean, I really had to use their bathroom. <laughs> Frank, no offense, but this holiday's a little out there. Kramer, you you can't go. Who's gonna do the feats of strength? How about George? <laughs> Good thinking, Cougar. Cougar. Until you pin me, George, <laughs> Festivus is not over. Oh, please, somebody stop this. Let's rumble! <laughs> oh, my God. All right, and then you want to play the uh, the blooper reel real quick? There, about it's so Elaine? funny when... It's, yes, you'll, you'll know the line. Let me pause this. Okay, I think that's done. Real quick, this is when uh, he's like, I want to fight Elaine. But there, this is a blooper reel, which was outtakes. Put you up to this. Was it her? All right, wait a minute. I think you've got it backwards. My George isn't clever enough to hatch a scheme like this. You got that right. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> she lost it. Drew Lee has lost it. And Jason Alexander's falling off the bench. What the hell does that mean? How is it that Julie Louis-Dreyfus is so attractive? She's tremendous. So ordinary hot in this series. <laughs> they couldn't keep it together. You saying you want a piece of me? <laughs> She's laughing. You know what I want, actually? I want to bid on Costanza's Yankee jacket. That he wore in the series. It's got the leather sleeves. I mean, that would be a cool piece of television Kitchikana, wouldn't it? If it ever went up for auction. Not sure if it is even out there. Could have been returned yeah. to the prop department. But I'm looking at it now going, wouldn't it be cool to say, look, 
It's Costanza's Yankee jacket from Seinfeld. Pretty cool collectible. They were all inconsolable with the humor. It was just, you want a piece of me? I'm you. And they just couldn't get it. They couldn't get it. He was awesome. Aches and pains. Healthnetics can help you out. Order today, 100% money back guarantee. Promo code TEAM will get you 20% off your order. That's T-E-A-M at healthnetics.com. Made right here in the USA, all natural, THC free, and lab certified so you know it's got quality ingredients. Healthnetics.com. Try it yourself and see what CBD oil and CBD, lo- CBD lotion can do for you when it comes to aches and pains or perhaps anxiety and sleeplessness. I use it and I like it. You ought to give it a shot as well. 100% money-back guarantee. Go to healthnetics.com, promo code TEAM. Coming up, the birthday game. Who's celebrating today next? All right, time for the birthday game brought to you by Lone Pronto. Go get your home mortgage in tip-top shape. Call Lone Pronto today. Call them at 571-775-1810. It's all digital. Don't have to leave your home. They can get you an APR in the mid-twos on a fixed-rate loan right now. Go to LonePronto.com or call them at 571-775-1810. Equal housing lender, NMLS 1661781, subject to lender approval. Not all loans apply. Check out MMLConsumerAccess.org. Okay, Mr. Walker, do your worst, my man. Okay, so first we have former Arizona Cardinals quarterback Matt Leinart. Scott, our buddy Matt Leinart, we met in Atlantis uh, working for Fox Sports Radio circa 2004. Matty is 37. 37 on that liner. No, he's 40. It's a man. He's 40. Z. Scott. Hey, 37. Atta boy. Atta boy. Atta boy. Next, we have Cam Newton. Cam. Still available. Cam. Yeah, Cam he is wants still to available. be a starter, but mm-hmm. there's really no open seats right now. There could be. If he just sits tight until the start of the season. Or if Jared Stidham throws himself out. Uh, Cam is... He's doing his age a lot. Cam's 30... Cam's 31. 32. Zay. Scotty, you on the road. Whoa, boy. No hitter in play. Halfway home. Next we we have famous wrestler Billy Kidman. I have no idea who this is. Yeah. And I'm sure he can say the same about me. Billy who? Kidman. Married to Keith Urban. That's Nicole. Never mind. Uh, Billy Kidman is 35. No idea who Billy Kidman is. 56. Wild guess. 46. There you go. No hitter ends on a on a on a exploding knuckleball at the knees. Damn it! And last but not least, this will be a tough one. Andres Iniesta. He plays for Barcelona soccer team. You're right. That would be a tough one. I have no idea who that is. <laughs> he is. Uh, he's 26. He's 24. Ah. He's 36. 
Darn it. Wow. I was I not no close at all. I have one more See? if you want to redeem yourself. No. No, I've, I've been humiliated sure? enough today. Buy, why why do I want to miss another shot? I know when to stop putting them up. There's more uh, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but this right, one but won't this come one will until expire. next year. Well, right. You're right. Go ahead, Jeff. Tell us what it is. Louis Farrakhan. Oh, he's 78. The minister. Uh, no, 83. <laughs> he's one 85. of the two. He's 85. <laughs> he's 87. Oh, wow. Okay. Not bad. Well, there you go. 443 on the text line, Zabe. Don't forget about Arthur Spooner and King of Queens. Not quite Frank Costanza, but still pretty good. Yes, he had a bigger role Great in King character. of Queens. Yes. But uh, I didn't watch that show, so it's sort of out of my uh, thing. Uh, 202, actually. Actually, Festivus is a real fake holiday that preceded Seinfeld. I did not know that. 414, Scott's exactly right. Seinfeld glances off just enough reality to draw you in and get caught in the slipstream of their truthiness. There it is. TMZ. 240, another great line is the one he leave, leaves on Jerry's voicemail. Jerry, it's Frank Costanza. Mr. Steinbrenner's here. George is dead. Call me back. <laughs> or the beginning of when he told Kramer about Festivus, I reach for a doll. Yeah. As I rain blows upon him. Yes, that was I thought there must be a better way. Uh, 808, I had no idea until just now. Your sound bite, you have no idea what you're doing, is Frank Costanza. You traded Jay Buhner to Steinbrenner. Radio Gold, Jerry. Radio Gold. I thought I had... That on here would be on Big Stein. There it is. Here we go. We all get a little cuckoo sometimes, George. I- well, actually, this is Larry David voicing it, but this is not the trade. Used to be like you, rating personnel till they cried, calling managers on the field during a game, threatening to move the team to New Jersey just to upset people. <laughs> and then I found a way to relax. I've got two words to say to you, George. Hot tub. Hot, Hot tub. tub. Here's the trade Buner one. What the hell did you trade Jay Buner for? <laughs> he had 30 home runs, over 100 RBIs last year. He's got a rocket for an arm. You don't know what the hell you're doing. Well, Buner was a good prospect, no question about it. But my baseball people love Ken Phelps bat. They kept saying, Ken Phelps, Ken Phelps. Yeah, Ken Phelps, Ken Phelps. Uh, 804, Zabe, Levy can be a bit over the top, not as bad as Tess, but he has his moments. Yeah, Levy is a real houseman. I mean, he's a real rah-rah guy. He's a guy that if he gets the job and he's doing a Jets game and Sam Donald has four picks, he'll say something like, I think Darnold's starting to settle down right now. He's completed three in a row. That's what Steve Levy will do. <laughs> right. might, be, might be three for 17, but he's got those exactly. three in a row. Yeah. Right. 907, I got the new booth for Monday Night Football. It should be Zabe, Mr. X, and Scotty. There it is. That's it. That's the list. X uh, 979. No 979 says there's an <laughs> Apple-branded Yeti. That's six hundred and ninety-nine dollars. The handles are an extra ninety-nine dollars. You mean Apple computer branded Yeti cooler? Holy crap! There's a YouTube series. Maybe that's a joke. Actually, there's a YouTube series called "You Betcha," and the guy reviews all the lifestyle products from Yeti. It's worth checking out. Uh, Seven hundred three. The uh, Coleman cooler is at the Gainesville Cabela's in stock. One thirty-nine. <laughs> There he goes, Abe. Oh, Swing by. I got something to do tomorrow if the Gainesville uh, store is open. Do it. All right. 
Thank you for listening. Uh, best of hour coming up next right here.